Welcome to the Socket Podcast. Socket helps you plug into you and unplug from things that no longer serve you. Find your voice and self-esteem while learning to say no and set boundaries when needed. Your host, Kathy Suber, is an entrepreneur and mom of two with a life lens of happiness. If living a life of authenticity, kindness, and confidence is something you are looking for, get ready to plug in. We are glad that you are here. Welcome to the Socket Podcast. Today, I wanted to come on and talk to you about networking and community involvement. I know not all of you have a business you have to promote or own a business, but many of you need to be in a place where you need to get yourself out there. And I have been networking for 22 years in the Naperville area and was talking about it on a Facebook group, a women's chiropractic Facebook group, because someone asked whether or not joining the chamber was important for your business and how other people found that to be. So I realized that I ended up kind of writing down all of my tips of how to network, how to successfully build relationships, and I thought it'd be worthwhile to come on and share those thoughts with you. So number one, I opened up my practice in Naperville in 1999 and actually drove right from signing the papers at the lawyer's office to to this chamber of commerce and had a check ready to sign up for membership. When I was growing up, my dad's a financial planner. So I watched him build his business, build friendships, help the community through community involvement. He was always giving a talk somewhere or chairman of the board of something or president of that. And I remember going to some of the luncheons with him and thinking, wow, like he does a lot to help other people. And you could see that it in turn, um, translated into a successful business. So I knew that community involvement and joining the Chamber of Commerce was going to be a part of my business life. So we joined the first day that we opened the practice. And my goal, and I said it really intentionally and very early, was to go in for a heart of service, to go into any place that you're going to network or build relationships with I'm going to be here to be a resource. I'm going to be here to help others. I'm going to be here to build friendships. Instead of, I'm going to be here to bring in new patients or I'm going to be here to bring in new clients. That will eventually come, but it it doesn't come overnight. So I think the first piece of advice is to go in with that heart of service and the goal to build a long-term relationship with your community. If you go in with that goal, you're not uber focused on when, when am I going to get my first client? When am I going to get my first patient? And again, that will come and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But you want, you want to be there to put yourself into the community, to, to have people know that you show up when you say you are and be a part of everything going on in the place that you live and you work. And that has always served me really well. I have seen people over the years, especially other chiropractors that have come into the chamber and they have been at every event that I went to for three months and then they disappear. And my thought process always is they try three months, they didn't get a new patient and it didn't work in their mind. It didn't work. It took me 10 months to bring in one new patient from the chamber back in, I guess, 2000. We we joined in the end of, um, of 1999. And it took 10 months for the first new patient to come in. And so at month three, month four, month five, even month six, 
a lot of people, I assume, just think it didn't work because if the goal was to bring in new business, then that goal is not going to be met super fast unless you're really lucky. Um, you know, sometimes there's 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 a little fluke and you you get something or you get business quicker than you would ever imagine. But for the most part, people want to know you. They want to trust you. They want to kind of feel you out as a human being before they're going to do business with you. So that's my number one number one. Uh, uh, thought process on networking. Number two, raise your hand to volunteer. If they need people to check people in at an event or there's an ambassadors group, which there's a, there is one at our chamber, which I joined right away, where they always helped with all the local events and local ribbon cuttings. Um, if, if they need help uh, at a big event, anything, raise your hand and help. I know it takes time, but it's also one of the fastest ways to get to know other people that are super involved quickly. And they're always looking, networking places are always looking for help. They're always looking for extra hands. So what that did for me is I volunteered quickly and then I found that I made some quick friends. And then I found that I was being invited to be on different committees and um, different parts of the organization, which in the long term was where I met some of my absolute best friends that I still have today and talk to on a weekly basis. And a lot of them happen to be patients of mine. Again, that takes time though. So volunteer, join those committees, be a part of it. You don't have to just show up to events and not be a part of it. You, you, you can always be on that other end where you're helping other people that are coming in as attendees. And then you kind of feel like you have a little bit of a purpose. I know when I was an ambassador, I actually had a little name tag and people I think thought I was more official because I had a name tag and it, it was an, a little bit easier to talk to people. So talking to people, that is my third, um, my th third suggestion is everyone that is at a networking event feels a little uncomfortable, right? It, it, it once you do it for years and years and years, it's not like you're getting butterflies anymore. You know how to do this, but it's still a little awkward. You're walking into a room. Sometimes it's a room of, you know, not too many people. Sometimes it's a huge gala, a huge organization, a huge, huge event. So whether there's a just a handful of people or a lot of people, it could be really intimidating just striking up conversation. And so just know that every single person that's there feels exactly the same way on some level. And think about when you're standing there, when some up, someone comes up and talks to you, you're a little relieved because you're like, oh good, I'm talking to someone. So you can be that person, right? Push past whatever anxiety or whatever fear that brings to start the conversation with people. And people are there to network. They want to meet other people. So it's not like you're pushing into, you know, a group of people that aren't looking to meet other people. That's what they're there for. So that is my third piece of advice. Fourth piece of advice. And this one is so important. Don't just talk about yourself. We went to a networking event the other day, and for the most part, Jason, my fiance, and I, we, we split up and talked to different people. At the end of the event, we were talking about how that went, and we both realized that barely anyone asked us what we did. We asked them what they did, and some people really just talked for like 15 minutes about themselves and their business without breathing, without asking any questions. So the best piece of advice is to listen more than you talk. Ask questions, ask what they do, ask about their lives. People wanna talk about themselves, so give them the opportunity. 
But on the other end of it, if you realize you've been talking for a little bit, you need to make sure that you're asking questions back. You're engaging in that conversation because we've all been to the events where people just talk and talk and talk. And really at the end of the day, that's not necessarily someone you're going to reach back out to and want to do business with if you don't feel as if they have engaged back with you. Um, and so we always, we always also kind of chuckle when, let's say you're in a group, maybe five, six people are talking together. There's always one person that comes up, interrupts the group, and literally just hands out their business card and then walks away. Obviously, that's not a great way, a great way to do this. But when I was talking to Jason that I was going to tape this podcast today, and we were talking about the listen more and ask more questions, he was like, that's kind of how I approach dating as well. You know, we both were divorced for years before we met each other. And so we both had the opportunity, I mean, trying to use that in a positive way to go on first dates and a couple of second dates. And we had other, you know, longer relationships, but it's kind of just the basics of building human relationships is listening and being interested in the other person. And so many people don't know how to do that. And it's pretty off-putting, especially in a networking situation. So asking questions and getting to a point where you remember names, that's a hard part. And number five in my uh, list of advice for you. The things I've done to remember names are word associations. So if the guy I met is Jim, I think oh, I'm going to the gym with Jim, right? I can visualize me going to the gym with this person um, or someone that you know, right? If I meet a Patty, well, I have a really good friend, Patty. So I could associate with her and think in my mind, I'm out to coffee with Patty and Patty and, and visualize that together. That seems to help quite a bit. But as I've gotten older, I actually have a spot in my contacts for my phone where, you know, we went to Hugo's, a restaurant for just a quick bite, a little, we sat at the bar, had a drink and an appetizer. And we've been going there for years. So I just have Hugo's and I have lists of names of servers, bartenders, people we've met. Um, I know the manager there. And so if we get there, I'm like, oh man, I can't remember that guy's name. I just pull up my phone, go to Hugo's. I'm like, ah, Vince. There you are. And so that has been really helpful. Also, I'll take business cards and make little notes on it because sometimes you're going to leave with a stack of business cards. I know some business cards seem to be maybe not exactly right in style anymore. I'm not sure if everyone's doing business cards anymore. I still like them. Um, but I make little notes about who they are. You know, do they have kids? Um, did I learn anything about them? And advice piece number six is to follow up follow up with a couple of people that you met that you might've kind of hit it off with. My goal of going into any networking event is to create one or two new relationships. So it doesn't matter if there's 10 people in the room or there's 500 people in the room. I always have the opportunity to connect well with someone and then invite them for coffee or send them a personal note, um, get, get deeper into that relationship. And again, don't be too pushy with your business people will come to you. They, they'll know what you do eventually. And so we all have seen the people that are just, just too pushy. And so I've always been kind of a soft sell of my business and let people figure out what I do. And it's not like I don't talk about what I do, but I don't focus on it. And I know, especially in the chiropractic world, some chiropractors can be really pushy about coming in as a new patient. I have had people that have come in to see me and I said, you know, there's a million chiropractors. Why, why did you choose me? 
And one of my friends who's still a good friend today said, you know, you're the only chiropractor I know that didn't ask me to come in as a new patient. And I liked you. So I came in. I had another experience talking about how long it might take to build relationships and to have new business come in where she called my office eight years after I initially met her. She was really active in the chamber for probably a year and a half. You know, I met her multiple times. I knew who she was. I knew where she worked. And then she called the office and I happened to answer the phone. And she's like, I don't know if you remember. I'm like, oh my goodness, Jean, of course I remember you. I remember where she worked. And she was like, I'm so impressed that you remember me. And that, so that was, let's say 14 years ago. And that woman still comes into our practice and treats. So it's amazing the seeds that you, you set, right? The, the seeds that you plant and sometimes they're going to come to fruition quickly. Sometimes they're just going to sit there. What she said to me is I hadn't needed a chiropractor before. And I, I did something and I, and I knew I needed to see a chiropractor and you, I just looked up your name and you were in my insurance and decided to come in. She's like, I didn't even think to, to go to anyone else. So you end up building that trust and building those relationships, which are so important. Another thing I, I mentioned was the personal note. I can count on probably my fingers and my toes, the amount of personal pieces of mail I've gotten through the US mail, handwritten from people. And there are a couple of repeat offenders in a positive way. One was Nikki Anderson, who um, ended up being the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce for a while. I've probably received eight personal notes from her over the years, just with some little thing that she was thinking of me or, you know, a Christmas card that she wrote out, um, my birthday, something, just something special. And it always came in the mail and it always made me happy. Another person, David Thomas, he is my home and auto insurance guy. He wasn't originally though. So I met him through the Young Professionals of Naperville, which is a part of the chamber and where I kind of got my start into leadership. And he, every time something good happened to me, he wrote me a handwritten note. One time I got flowers. I won the, the um, uh, business award for outstanding business in Naperville or something like that in the business category. And so he sent flowers to my office and he knew that I had a patient, a long-term patient that did my home and auto. He never asked me for my business. He never asked me to, hey, can I just give you a quote to see, you know, to see if I can beat your guy's rate? He knew I had a personal relationship with my vendor that provided my home and auto. But four years later, that patient moved and did not do it anymore. And who did I call? I called Dave Thomas and I didn't. I didn't go to anyone else. I didn't get any other quotes. I probably could get something a little cheaper somewhere else. I honestly didn't care because I felt like he put the time in and he was invested in who I was and he cared about who I was. And he, he didn't have any thought process that he was going to get business from me. Had this other person stayed in the area and continued doing it, I probably never would have left him if I was happy. But again, that heart of service being a resource, congratulating other people. Those things go a really long way, really long way. And when you can do that personal touch of a handwritten note or something, you know, if it's something really big like flowers or, or a little gift, I, that just endears you to people. And then people think of you when they, when they are looking for whatever category of business you manage or you own. Another thing that has come out of of me being a part of the chamber, which wasn't something that I set out 
to necessarily do. I didn't even know the value of it was I know most of the community leaders. I know the mayor. I know most of the city council people. I know most of our state representatives that are from the area, um, business leaders. And when I've had issues that have come up within my business, I have 20 people I can call on that are 10 years older than me that have been in this town longer, that have owned their own businesses and been through their own struggles and ups and downs. And so many of those people have turned into mentors and friends of mine. And so when I would see someone, let's say, speak at our young professionals group, which is where I met a a number of these people, um, I just reach out and say, hey, I'd love to do coffee or I'd love to take you to lunch. Not everyone said yes, but a few of them did. And of those people, again, they're still in my my yearly life, my monthly life. I, I, I reach out to them for advice. They reach out to me for advice. And we've really built some strong, long-lasting friendships and relationships. And I can't even tell you how helpful those relationships have been. Someone on the women's chiropractic group that I was talking about that I started this, um, someone had posted about the chamber, and this is where I got the idea to do this podcast, um, had mentioned this, that she was amazed at how many relationships she made with leaders in the community. And for her, she had some sort of issue with a build out at her practice. And she immediately called a few people that she knew, and they helped her get it resolved quicker than it would through normal channels. So those relationships mean a lot in so many different ways. I think the the last thing I want to talk about is stepping up into leadership roles when they present themselves. Now, this for me was a difficult thing. I joined the chamber, let's see what, it was 1999. I was 26 years old. I couldn't stand up and talk in front of a group. I, I didn't have any leadership skills. I barely had any business skills. I was new in practice. Um, you're kind of just make it up as you went along. And I will tell you the first time I went to a meeting that I had to stand up and say my name and my business. That's all I had to say. Stood up, said, hi, my name is Dr. Kathy Subber. I'm the owner of Advanced Health of Naperville. And I sat down, there were 10 people sitting around a table and I went to go drink a cup, a sip of coffee and my hand was shaking so bad that I couldn't even take a sip of coffee talking in front of other people or leading an organization or leading a meeting even is not necessarily in everyone's comfort zone. But I know for myself, as I slowly stepped up into leadership roles, the first one was I was the chairman for the young professionals group. I think in their second year, um, two of my friends started it. And then the next year they needed someone to, to take it over. So I did that. And I got used to having to stand up in front of a group of, you know, 30, 40 people. Was I nervous at first? Hell yeah, of course I was. But it became more and more comfortable. And after the first couple of meetings that I ran, it was like, okay, well, I didn't die. It's going to be okay. I think, you know, I I think this is okay. So I'd be less nervous. And then I was... um, the, the organization was doing well, and then and then it went through a little bit of a rough patch. So at one point, I think in 2010 or 2011, they asked if I would come back and, and kind of re-engage and, and chair it again, which I did. And that led me to give a presentation to the regular board of directors um, with about 20, 25, 26, 27 people that are leaders in the community that are on the board. And I gave a present presentation and eventually I was asked to join the board. So I was on the board for from 2012 to 2014. 
And in 2013, I was offered the position of chairman of the board. And it was probably the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done. I had to give a speech at our annual gala in January as the incoming chairman of the board. And it was like, as soon as I got the job, I knew I was going to have to give that speech. It was like, it was like five or six months of, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, be like, oh my God, I've got to give that speech. I was really nervous. It went well. I was a little nervous. I mean, lots of people are nervous talking in front of 500 people. But again, little and little and little, I just kept pushing myself and getting out of my comfort zone and pushing past fear and getting to a place where I was more comfortable leading. I knew what to do. I knew how to um, be strategic when we were planning things. I knew how to problem solve. I, I, I knew how to have tough conversations when they needed to happen. And all of those skills have helped me insurmountably in my practice. Because when you have a business and you manage people, sometimes you have to have really tough conversations. Sometimes you have to solve problems that you've never had to solve before. Sometimes you've had to roll with the punches, right? We just went through a whole pandemic where every day seemed a little different. We weren't really sure what to do. So the skills that I have learned over the years from being a part of a networking community, for me, it again started with the Chamber of Commerce in Naperville, has led me to the place I am today. Also, the Branch Moms community that I run, which is really my full-time job right now, um, that wouldn't even be in existence if I didn't meet Kelly Thompson at a chamber after hour because she was working there. She was pregnant. I walked in and she's like, you're the chiropractor, right? She's like, my back is killing me. I'm pregnant. She came in as a patient. She worked a little bit part-time for me. And that's when she came to me and said that she was having a dream every night that she was supposed to start an, an local online community for moms. And the rest is history. You know, 12 years later and 60,000 local mom members, all of that started with a relationship that had been built through networking. Anyway, if you are new to networking or you are a seasoned pro, just keep putting yourself out there. You know, sometimes it feels like you're you're spending so much time out of the office and 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 maybe you're not seeing that, you know, return on that time investment, but I promise you that that as you continue to do it, you'll build those friends, you'll build those mentors, you'll build those new clients and new patient relationships. And Sometimes in my office, there will be four, five, six people that actually know each other. I actually asked a friend one time, I was like, hey, you've been going to any networking events? She's like, if I want to network, I just come to your office because I normally know three or four people there. So it's pretty funny to me when people in the waiting room, people are coming out of massage or going into the adjusting room or coming into the practice and they're like, oh my goodness, you come here too? And you know why? Because 22 years ago, I set out to build a relationship with my community. And that goal has never wavered. It's never been about bringing in business. It's been about how can I serve? How can I help? How can I volunteer? And because that was my heart, I believe the full circle effect happened and it turned into a heck of a lot of business. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have an opportunity this month to get out there and practice some of these points that I that I talked about today. And I'm happy to answer any of your questions. You can always reach me at Kathy at simplysocket.com. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Socket Podcast. Looking for more gratitude, confidence, and happiness in your life? Check out our website 
www.simplysocket.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And remember, be unapologetically you. It's a waste of energy to be anything else.